It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hello and welcome to another edition of Play Me or Fade Me. And thank you for joining us as always. And that's a winner. Yes, a winning day on Wednesday. And oh boy, we were oh so close to the perfect card. Manny Machado hit a rocket shot for San Diego. I thought it was a two-run homer off of Charlie Morton. I thought we were going to cash and cover. But unfortunately, the center fielder climbs the wall. The fan with the hat doesn't want the baseball bad enough. He lets him come into his seat, grab the ball, bring it back into the field of play. It's an out, and we lose the ticket on the Padres. But nonetheless, it was a good day. So let's recap the winning card for Wednesday. We cash on the Reds under the one and a half in the first five. What a gem from Drew Rasmussen for me. Then you also backed that one on Twitter. So thank you for the votes and thank you for the winner. I lose on the Padres over the one and a half in the first five. I would have played this at over two and a half all day long. I thought it was going to win. Unfortunately, leave a couple ducks on the pond, have a home run, take it away from you. And that's what happens. You lose the ticket. We cash on Baltimore over the two and a half in the first five. They get the job done. And how about that? I cash a ticket involving the Washington Nationals. So thank you, Baltimore, for getting the job done so I can finally beat those pesky Nats at something. Then I cash on the Tangers under the one and a half in the first five as Cal Quantrill gets the job done for me this time. So three plus money wins on the card. Add it all together. I make $63.05 for the day. And now we move on to the next. So I'm superstitious. I don't like jinxing myself, but I'm being told to tell you this. That in the newsletter, my pick has hit seven consecutive days. Yes, I've been doing this podcast for 20 months, and I've had one seven-day winning streak in those 20 months. But in the newsletter now, I only do one pick a day, and it's from the four games I provide you here. But my pick there has hit seven consecutive days. So I was told to tell you that. And uh, yeah, five of those seven, by the way, were plus money plays. So that's good. And then year to date on this podcast with our Major League Baseball first five team totals, I am now up 17.37 units year to date. I said all of that with my toes and fingers crossed. Like I said, I'm superstitious. I'm very fearful now of an 0-4 card today. But now let's talk handicapping for just a moment. I am once again from the insurance business. So I'm all about the law of large numbers. Now that most teams are almost 20 games into the season, it's time for me to start using more of the hitting splits. I tend to start with only pitching, and then as the season goes on, we bring more and more hitting splits into the equation. So the sample size is now significant enough with this year's roster that I'm going to start leaning on it a little bit more. I always will lead my handicap with the pitcher because as as I've quoted many times on this podcast, my handicapping philosophy for baseball comes back to former manager Tom Kelly of the Minnesota Twins, who won the world championship for me in 1987 and 1991. He once said, momentum in baseball is only 
as good as your next day starting pitcher. So I lead with pitching, and then we start to look at the hitting splits. So an example here for Thursday, I wanted badly to back Nestor Cortez today against the Angels, but with the Angels hitting 304 against lefties and having the third highest OPS split against lefties this season, I had to pull it off the card. I bet into a top or bottom five metric twice in the last three days. I lost both of them. I played the Dodgers, the lowest hitting team against lefties, and I played the Padres yesterday who struggle against righties, and Charlie Morton was that guy yesterday, so I'm not going to do that again today. So now with that said, let's get to the card. We start with the Angels at the Yankees, and oh boy, do I like this one. It's Patrick Sandoval getting the call for the Angels. 1-0 this year, a 1.23 ERA, a 1.16 whip. Five innings, one run at Oakland, six innings, one run against Toronto, and then only three and two-third innings and two runs against Boston, needing 90 pitches to get his 11 outs in that game. So he has a career 3.59 ERA, a 2.91 ERA last season. He had an even better road ERA last year with a 2.54. He made one start against the Bronx Bombers in 2022. He went seven innings, giving up two runs. Looking at the hitter splits against Sandoval, only Willie Calhoun from California, he's the only Yankee player to ever go yard against Sandoval. The Yankees ranked 24th in OPS against lefties, and they're tied for dead last in Major League Baseball with only two homers against lefties. That's compared to 25 homers this year against righties. So the Yankees are 20th in scoring this year. I know New York's a scary team and a scary place to play. I expected to be playing this game at one and a half, so I'm going to take the two and a half and run. It's juicy, but I'm going to play the Yankees under the two and a half in the first five at a minus 130. And even for those of you that don't get the newsletter, I'll tell you right now, that is going to be my play here for Thursday. Next up on the card, it's the Rockies at the Phillies. So Ryan Feltner will tow the rubber for the Rockies, an 0-2 record, an 8.78 ERA, and a 1.95 whip. Four and two-thirds innings, five runs at the Dodgers, five innings, three runs in the Mile High City against the Nationals, and then three and two-thirds innings, giving up five runs at Seattle. So I wanted to look past his 5.83 ERA last year since he pitches in Colorado, but the road ERA wasn't that much better. It was a 5.73, and believe it or not, the batting average against was 247 at home and 281 on the road. So I, you know, one start against the Phillies last year, five innings, four runs. The Phillies have the third best OPS against righties this year. Easy for me to say, I guess. Citizens Bank has a hitter-friendly ballpark factor. The Phillies batters are hitting 333 against him lifetime. Philadelphia tends to have those spike-type scoring games. Hopefully, I'm going to back one tonight. I'm on the Phillies over the two and a half runs in the first five at a minus 145. So a couple of juicy plays there. My fourth play is juicy, so I got to give a plus money on the card. Here we go. We go to Fenway Park. It's the Twins at the Red Sox. So it's Tanner Houck on the bump for Boston today. He has a 2-0 record, a 4.50 ERA, and a 1.36 whip. So nothing spectacular this season. Five innings, three runs against Baltimore. Five innings, two runs at Detroit. And then four innings and two runs against the Angels. Walked a few too many in that game. 
Career 3.15 ERA over 160 innings. He has a 215 batting average against lifetime. One start against the Twinkies last season, five and two-thirds innings, no runs, allowing just two hits. The Twins hitters are just three for 18 against him. The Twins are ranked 23rd in OPS against righties. They're 27th in runs scored on the road this season, averaging just 3.83 runs per game. And don't be shocked if Rocco Bedelli has a getaway day type lineup on Thursday for the Twins. It's just a hunch there, but I'm on the Twins under the one and a half at a plus 130. And by morning, you might be getting two and a half on this one, but I'll take the plus money gladly under one and a half at plus 130. Then the final game on the card for you, it's the New York Mets at the San Francisco Giants. And I've been practicing this game for about 10 minutes, okay? Cody Singa, I still probably messed it up, but Cody Singa goes for the Mets. He's on the mound today, 2-0 record a 3.38 ERA, a 1.44 whip. Five and a third innings, one run at Miami. Six innings, one run against Miami. And then against the pesky A's, he went just four and two-thirds innings, giving up four runs. So my biggest knock against Singa this season, 10 walks allowed. Interesting early trend, though, that stood out. Batters are hitting 261 in the first at-bat against him, and then only 160 in the second at-bat. So I don't touch the first inning and I don't do the live betting here, but you could play that into the factor here if you want to make a wager as the game goes on. The Giants have the second best OPS this season against righties. They have the third most homers with 23 this year against righties. I don't love this play, but with a small slate of games, it's the best of the rest for me. I'm on the Giants over the one and a half runs in the first five. Once again, weighted, ugly at a minus 135. So let's recap your card for a Thursday. A lot of juice here, but I hope it's worth the squeeze today. I'm on the Yankees under the two and a half in the first five at a minus 130. I'm on the Philadelphia Phillies over the two and a half runs in the first five at a minus 145. And that game is in Philadelphia, not Colorado. That's a lot of juice to be paying on an over two and a half. I'm on the Minnesota Twins under the one and a half in the first five at a plus 130. And I'm on the San Francisco Giants over the one and a half runs in the first five at a minus 135. So that's your card for Thursday. As always, manage that bankroll. Don't chase money. Have fun. And let's cash some tickets together. Good luck, everyone. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.